Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 282, and it's a big one. It's one of our world-famous patent-pending Patreon poll-winning episodes, and we're finally talking Batman Arkham Asylum for the PS3, the Xbox 360, and pretty well every console that's been released ever since. It absolutely dominated the poll when it was on the ballot and uh, and with good reason because it's just such a great fucking game and and more than just being a great game it's an important game like i i genuinely argue and i do on this week's episode that I, arkham asylum is is a groundbreaking trailblazer of a game it's it's so important it really leveled up not only what the superhero game genre is and could be but 3d metroidvanias and and quite frankly just action games as a whole like this this game really broke the mold. I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor recently, and even that game feels like an evolved version of what Batman Arkham Asylum was, as far as the smooth combat and the combos and all that kind of stuff. And and it's not just that it broke the mold as far as like the gameplay aspects go, but everything else about it is just so polished. It, it looks great. It plays well. The voice acting, my god, forget about it, it's so sick. I played Arkham Asylum back in the day, and I have not touched it again until the past few weeks when I picked it up to get ready to play for this episode, and I'm so happy to say it still holds up, it still plays so well. I mean, really, my only 
criticism of it, and it's not really a criticism, it's just an observation, is is that the formula for Batman Arkham Asylum has been done much better since. So it kind of just feels a little a little vanilla compared to some modern games that are using that same script, you know? But that just comes with retro game territory, and if you're the first in the door, other people are going to build on what you started, right? So it's it walked so games like Spider-Man could run. Uh, a popular game calls for a popular guest, and my buddy Tyler... Uh, come came by the comes by came by the show this week and uh, we stayed up late Friday night talking about hunting the Joker, escaping Scarecrow, and running away from Killer Croc, which is still such a stupid fucking name. And we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of stupid fucking names, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Get in the Batmobile. Get comfortable. Sit down. We're happy to have you here. But I will warn you, our intros are a little bit long. They're fun. We talk video games and stuff. It's not all just self-promotion, but it's, you know, they're, they're a little long. Uh, maybe not as, as fun as Arkham Asylum, to be honest, but they're a good time. So if you do want to skip it, if you just want Arkham Asylum talk, go to about the 30-minute mark and you should be there. But I recommend hanging around. Give us a chance. Talk some video games with us. It's fun. Let me get my bills or my, my bills paid. The, keep, the, keep the bills on. That's how we say it around here. Let me keep the bills on with a couple of quick plugs. That's how I always start the show. Uh, we have all kinds of merch. You can find it all at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It was all designed by 4545 Creative. So massive shout out to Joe, that talented son of a bitch over there. Uh, and if you're not interested in clothes, I get it. Maybe check out our Patreon. It's about the best deal in the history of mankind. Uh, we offer four additional podcasts every week. Four. You can listen to them on Spotify or just all your favorite podcast services. It's crazy. They're ad-free. It's awesome. Every Monday, Mark McHugh and I break down an episode of The Simpsons on Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Every Tuesday, I break down pretty much everything I want that isn't video games on The Rambling Idiot. I talk comedy, movies, sports, TV, my life, whatever I feel like chatting about. Uh, Game Patch goes live on Fridays. That's my gaming news show where I talk about all the, the happenings in the world of modern video games and stuff like that. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday and it's a different gaming show each week. We do all kinds of stuff, hypothetical what-ifs, ranking episodes. We look back at characters and consoles and stuff. There's a ton of modern game reviews and I have some comedy episodes over there as well. Uh, this past week it was Expansion Pass 194 and it was our annual gaming predictions episode. I locked in a bunch of big, bold, probably will never happen, but maybe? predictions for gaming this year i read some listener guesses as well and of course i looked back on my 2023 protections to see how i did spoiler but as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass my 2024 gaming predictions i have 16 i have 16 predictions this year i need to get one full point to beat my score from last year so Let's get after it, baby. Let's will some shit into existence. Let's get... I'm going to read a bunch of yours as well. Let's get things started. My first prediction for gaming in 2024 is that between now and December 31st, somebody, probably Digital Eclipse, because they are the ones that did the Cowbunga collection and the Mega Man Legacy collection and all those collections... Uh, pulls together the powers that be and we get the Simpsons collection that I've been teasing and talking about for so long. They gather together a bunch of classic NES, Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, maybe the Simpsons arcade game. They put a whole bunch of Simpsons games together and drop a very high quality, solid collection much similar to what we got with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. That's my first prediction of the year. I'll be honest with you, prior to the Cowabunga Collection, I wouldn't even have considered this. 
So that's now available in our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 195, and it is arguably the most anticipated podcast of the year. Here at Remember the Game Industries, it is the fourth annual Blankies. It is our game award show where I let you know what the community voted in as the official game of the year for 2023, uh, along with a ton of other awards. I reveal my picks for all the rewards, all the awards, rewards, all the awards as well. Uh, I sneak in some comedy and air quote skits and stuff like that behind the scenes at the Blankies. And uh, it really is about the hardest episode of the year on my end. It takes me about two weeks to write it, record it, edit it, and get it all done. Uh, but it's legitimately probably the one I'm the most proud of. So uh, I hope everybody will check that out. And if you're interested in seeing what the Blankies is all about, last year's Blanky Awards are actually available right here on the Remember the Game podcast for free. So you can download those and check them out if you are interested. And this year's go live this Thursday, Expansion Pass 195. So again, subscriptions at Patreon start at 3 bucks a month to get new podcasts every week, instant access to hundreds, literally hundreds, of ad-free archive bonus podcasts. Plus, you can join our massive Discord. You get the chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You get DM with me and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons, John Beland, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Conebred, Ya Boy Sea Dog, Amanda Wilson, Heroic Rager, and Take My Money AB. I think I nailed all those. For the record, I'm recording this Saturday morning because I'm away on holidays this week. So if you signed up on Patreon between Saturday morning and uh, when this episode goes live, I will get you next week, I promise. I just had to get it done early so I could go off and get drunk. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget, we donate 5% of that income to charity and... We offer annual subs that'll save you your 12th month's fees. And finally, don't forget you can check me out over on the old Twitch box, twitch.tv slash member the game. I just play old stuff and get mad and it's usually a mediocre time. All right, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Brandon DeZeba, who said, Hey, Super Adam, with the high potential for Nintendo's next console release announcement coming this year, what games would you like to see announced as either launch releases or games coming soon to the new console? I'm hoping they'll announce Metroid Prime 4 with the launch of the new system. Cheers, and have a great week. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously there's nothing official, but... I think the general consensus amongst gamers is that at some point in the calendar year of 2024, Nintendo, if they don't release this new system, they're at least going to announce it. It's either, like to me, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to announce it between now and summer to release this holiday season, or they're going to announce it this fall to release next spring. And I think I'm going with A, because if they announce that it's coming this fall, or if they announce it in the fall coming next spring, they're basically just cannibalizing their own holiday sales. Right, So to me, you either need to just shut the fuck up and get through Christmas with the Switch or drop this new system before the holidays, which is what I think is going to happen. As far as a launch title, I do wonder if Metroid Prime 4... Like, the only the only reason I'm a little skeptical about Metroid Prime 4 as a launch title is as much as I love it, and I would buy Metroid Prime 4 in a heartbeat and play it and fucking be so happy with it, Metroid doesn't move the needle like Mario or Zelda or Pokemon does. So I wonder if that's what they would come out of the gate with. Or not. Like, I don't know. But at this point, it just makes you wonder. Like, I know that game has been in development hell forever. And it seems like if they were going to drop it on the Switch, they would have by now. 
So I, I think Metroid Prime 4 is definitely possible. Um, I actually, I guess I'm kind of giving away one of the predictions from Expansion Pass this week, but I actually think they'll launch it with both a new 3D Mario game that's playable on the Switch and their new system, and I think they'll launch it with Mario Kart 9. I, I think Mario Kart 9 is the big one. Mario Kart 8 is the best-selling Switch game of all time, and we haven't gotten a brand-new Mario Kart since the Wii U because Mario Kart 8 supported that. It's time for Mario Kart 9, and I... That would that will move fucking systems. As will a new Mario. As would Metroid. As would Donkey Kong. I, I'll take any of those. But if I have to pick one, I'm saying Mario Kart Nine is what I think they launch it with. So lock it in, because I said it. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, Shadow Heart Simp eighty two said, hey, Adam, what are your thoughts on British comedy? I recently discovered this show called Peep Show. It's about these two guys getting into a bunch of crazy shit. I kind of compare it to It's Always Sunny. There's a lot of dark comedy, and I definitely recommend it. Cheers. Uh, I get asked about comedy and stuff like that fairly regularly, and I, I know I like I am a comedian. I, I don't know if any of you like believe me because I, I I'm not that funny, but I, I really am a pro-working comic, comedian. Uh, but I don't watch a lot of comedy, and I actually don't watch a lot of sitcoms. I'm I'm very like I'm very much a snob. I'm like a foodie, but when it comes to comedy, and I just don't watch a lot of it. Um, that said, I've always found British humor. I love how dry and sarcastic it is. Like I, uh, I the, my only issue with the original Office, like not the American one, but the original version of the Office, is that I can't always understand what they're fucking saying with the heavy accents. But I I love I I just. I feel like we're much more like shock humor and stuff here. Like we're more over the top and zany for lack of a better term. And I, and I think British comedy is much drier and, and, uh, and I like it dry, man, dry it out like a fucking old piece of beef jerky. So I, I, I like British, I like British comedy. I, you, you Brits are all right. I like your sense of humor. Uh, but I've never seen peep show for the record. I've never seen peep show. Well, I've, I've been to a peep show, but that, that's a different story for a different day. Johnny from Virginia said, happy January, Adam, with all the new Sega games coming out this year. How would you feel about a brand new 2d echo the dolphin? I'm one of the few hot dogs. It's actually a very forgiving fan of the franchise and would love to see it happen. What would they have to do to convince you? There's something truly special here with this sort of evolved reboot of the franchise. I love a new echo the dolphin. Listen, I shit on echo the dolphin like that. That's arguably the most infamous episode of this podcast was our review of Echo the Dolphin. And I genuinely think that game is so obnoxiously, stupidly hard. It's 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 just unforgivable. But I uh, I like the concept. I love, like I said, when I was a kid and I'd play Echo the Dolphin, I love just swimming around as that dolphin and jumping out of the water and stuff. I think it's beautiful to look at. I would love a new Echo. I, and I genuinely mean it. I would love a new Echo the Dolphin game. Just like... You don't even have to scale the difficulty back. Just make it fun to play. Because that's the problem for me with Echo the Dolphin is by like the third or fourth level, I'm like, I'm not even having fun anymore. But like, as long as the game is fun, I'd be all... And, I, and imagine what it would look like on today's consoles. I, I still think the OG Echo looks great. I think a modern one would look like fire. So, I mean, they're rebooting a whole bunch of the franchises, right? We know that a new Streets of Rage is in the works, a new Crazy Taxi, a new Jet Set Radio, a new Shinobi. What was the last one they're working on? Ah, uh, it's fucking right on the tip of my tongue. They announced five, five. some of you are probably yelling at the fucking radio right now. Shinobi, Jet Set, Crazy Taxi, Streets of Rage. Ah, god damn it. Anyway, Sega just announced that they're like, they're reviving five of their classic IPs and working on new entries for them right now. I would love a new Echo game. I, I genuinely mean that. Yeah, sign me up. I'll give it another chance. If it sucks, I'll tear it in ass like I did the first one. But I'd be down with a new Echo game for sure. Uh, Venom. 
NYC said, Hey, Adam, first of all, love what you do. Thank you. Great podcast and love the nostalgia for all the retro games. Seeing that this episode is for Batman Arkham Asylum, this would be a good time to ask. DC or Marvel? Let's break it into three categories. DC Comics or Marvel Comics? DC Video Games or Marvel Video Games? DC Extended Universe or the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm more of a Marvel fan, hence my username, but I do have some DC Comics, movies, shows, and games that I enjoy. Want to hear where you stand on this. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Venom. Uh, honestly, it's Marvel across the board. Like, I, I don't buy a ton of comics. I do have some. The only comics I read with any regularity are the, the Ninja Turtle IDW comics. Oh, they're so fucking good. But, uh, and I love the Batman video. I really do love these Batman video games. And I love Batman on the NES. But when it comes to comics uh, and, and movies in particular, I don't think I've ever seen, outside of Batman movies and Black Adam, I don't think I've seen a DC movie. Uh, I just, I like, I've just, ever since I was a kid, when I was a kid, I used to collect those Marvel trading cards and I've always just liked Marvel better. Like Spider-Man's my guy. I love Venom. I love Carnage. I, I love Iron Man. Like I just, I, I just Marvel. Marvel literally for all of them. I just like Marvel better all the way around. Sorry to you DC fans. Killer Croc. Like fucking try, try. Oh, don't forget Captain Boomerang and Shark Man or whatever the fuck they are. Anyways, I, but as you're about to hear in this episode, I still think, like, if I had first overall pick in a comic book draft, uh, I might be taking Joker. I think Joker is the alt. I think Joker is the greatest villain in any form of any, like, art ever. Venom, or Venom, excuse me. I just read the name Venom again. Joker is the all-time goat for villains. Uh, so, they've got that. And I like Batman fine, but Marvel all the way. Smith. So good day, Mr. Blank. I was wondering if you have any thoughts on the Valhalla DLC for God of War Ragnarok. I played it during the holidays and found it to be entertaining, an entertaining way to tag along with Kratos and Mimir and revisit some memorable locations while adding something special to the traditional combat, both in the style of fighting and the quality of enemies. You've previously stated you don't go back to games even for DLC, but have you played it or do you have plans to play it? I'd love to hear your review of a new roguelike of the new roguelike gameplay and story. I was also wondering, like Valhalla or Mario and Mario or Mario RPG, I'm struggling this morning. Are there other games that you would like to see released? in a different genre a few that i've thought of are paperboy city builder and street fighter 2 cart <laughs> that's sick love the podcast and appreciate everything you do happy new year uh so to get to your first question i'm not gonna say i'll never play the valhalla dlc but you are right i very 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 rarely go back to games for dlc and people write in all the time and they're like you're missing out the dlc is great i have no doubt the dlc is great it probably should be great because they already have the formula of the game and now they've had all this time to just improve on that formula to create some banging dlc i just like even before the podcast, I'm usually just ready to move on to another game. And especially now with the podcast, like I'm barely keeping up as it is with games for the show. And so like, I, I would love to go back and replay Resident Evil 4 remake again. I'd love to go back and play uh, a, a, a complete playthrough of the entire Mega Man series. I've been jonesing to do another playthrough of Mario Odyssey. There's all kinds of stuff I'd like to do. And it's just like, I don't think I, I don't have time because every week now I basically have to play a retro game for the show, plus playing the modern stuff that I'm trying to keep up with. So, and then the problem with going back to something like Valhalla DLC is like, I'm like, I haven't played this game in years and I got to go back and relearn how to play it. And I, 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 I'm good. I'm like, I got my fill and I'm ready to eat a different dish. So I'm not saying the Valhalla DLC isn't good. I'm sure it probably is. I don't see myself going back to playing it though. Um, I just, yeah, on it. I just. I just I, I have my, my I have limited space on my gaming dance dance card and I'm trying to dance with as many games as possible. That's all. And then as far as is there any games you'd like to see released in a different genre? Fuck. I can think of tons, but the one that I always think of is um I think I'd I'd really like a Mega Man Metroidvania. 
I think that's the one I'm going to go with. Like a full-blown, like where you get different boss powers and then use those to access different areas and stuff. A full-blown modern, because I know people write in with like some other like classic games. I would love a new like modern Batman Arkham Asylum level quality Mega Man game. Or a 2D like Super Metroid, Metroid Dread type game with Mega Man, but as a, as a Metroidvania. I think that'd be fucking sick. Uh, pressing X said, Yo, Adam, after an indie heavy 2023 for me on the Switch, I was heavily impressed with the quality of these games. Following a AAA gaming haul at Christmas, including Metroid Dread, Tears of the Kingdom, and Mario Wonder, I'm now realizing there's nothing that scratches a little itch like the quality of a AAA game. I was just wondering, if you had to choose only indie or AAA games to play for the rest of your days, what would you choose? See, that hurts because, like, I have to choose triple A's because I can't give up my Mario's, my Mario Kart's, my Last of Us's, my Resident Evil's, Zelda's, Mega Man, if you consider them triple A. Like, I can't give those up, but I, I genuinely love, love indie games. And I don't know if I could walk away from them. I think indie games, some of my favorite games of all time are, like, Slay the Spire, The Messenger, Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight, Celeste, Into the Breach, some of my favorite indie games ever made. Are some of my favorite games ever made are indie games, but I just what I like about indie games is you never know what you it's it's, it's they're the box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get when you pick up a new indie game right it could be anything whereas with the big triple A's I'm like these are I love trying different chocolates but I would still rather just eat some peanut butter cups you know what I mean like I'm gonna stay where I'm safe so very reluctantly I'd only play triple A's but I'm pissed off at you for putting me in that position pressing X very you're pressing X for pissed. That makes sense. Shut up. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. John F. Ketamine wrote in and said, What's up, Adam? Longtime listener, first time blower. I was wondering, as a fellow multi consolist, are there certain, I like that term, are there certain games or genres that you prefer on a certain console? For example, I prefer playing Bethesda and Bioware games on Xbox because I first played them on my 360. I prefer JRPGs and third person action games on the PlayStation, and platformers and puzzle games just feel like they belong on the Switch. Thank you for getting me through the workday, my friend. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I do, uh, it's a good question. I do have, um, I have, I have an Xbox Series X, a PS5, a Nintendo Switch, and a Steam Deck. I know every once in a while someone newer to the show will write in and be like, do you ever, I, I don't do PC. The Steam Deck is as close as I get to PC. Playing with mouse, I had to play Half-Life with mouse and keyboard like a year or two ago for the show. And I was like, I see how some people like this. Not for me. I, my, I was like, I'm ready to kick somebody's ass. Shooting with a mouse is sick, but moving with the keyboard, I was like, my, I was like I'm, my, my hand is cramping up. I fucking hate this. Um, as far as like, if something's on multiple consoles, what do I play it on? Sometimes I just go by like, if I haven't used that console in a while, you know, like if there's been, oh, there's been a lot of Xbox games lately that I've been playing. I haven't touched my PlayStation. If it's a multi-system, I'll buy it on the one that I'm not using just to justify it, if that makes sense. Uh, the only genres I can really think of are when it comes to shooters, I prefer to play them on the Xbox because I just like that controller. I like the offset analogs more than the, the two analogs at the bottom of the controller, like with the PS5. Uh, but third-person games, I actually prefer to play them on my on my PS5. Stuff like um, um, uh, Resident Evil 4, for example, if that makes sense. So I... And, and that's not written in stone, but by and large, I, I kind of... Plus, like, when I think of my PS5, that's what I think of. I think of The Last of Us. I think of God of War, Horizon, Uncharted, those games. So I kind of like my third-person games on my PS5. First-person shooters and sports games, I prefer them on my Xbox because of the controller. And basically any kind of RPG or open-world game, I, I would much rather have it on my Switch 
or now my Steam Deck because I just prefer them portable. Like if I'm playing like a really grindy RPG, uh, I don't want to sit at my, I want to be able to like take it to bed, take it on the road, take it on the toilet, sit on the couch while I have something on TV, anything like that. I want to have it portable. I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077 on my Steam Deck right now. Uh, even though I'm sure it would probably look better through my Xbox or my PlayStation on my TV, I would just rather be able to grind away at it anywhere I go in like little bite-sized chunks. Otherwise, I never get through those games. And JRPGs in particular, like don't even get, oh God. Switch, Steam Deck, or Bust. I don't know if I'll ever play like a sit-down, stat-based JRPG on my PS5 or Xbox again because I would just rather have them portably. So, which I guess now I can do with cloud, but whatever. Shut the fuck up. So, anyway, that's it. I hope that answered your question, John F. Ketamine. Basically, there's no method to my madness. I'm just a monster. Thank you to everybody that wrote in. As always, I appreciate you. Uh, we got to keep this ball rolling, so let's switch things up and get to our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It's Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll tell you what that is in a second. And this week, since we're talking Batman Arkham Asylum, I went with three old Batman games. We have Batman, the video game for the NES, Batman Forever. I played it on the Super Nintendo, but I think it's on Genesis. And The Adventures of Batman and Robin which I believe was on both as well, but I'm going with it off the Genesis. So uh, 34% said you'd play Batman and Ro the adventures of Batman and Robin. You'd remake Batman for the NES and you'd erase Batman forever. Batman forever needs more. Um, the game sucks. No, qu the game fucking sucks. But that movie needs more respect. Anyway, let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answers were. Uh, Larry White said, I'm going to rip the bandage off, erase NES Batman. What? Larry says, I love it, but I've got Ninja Gaiden, so I'm good. I get it, but fuck. I love Batman on the NES. Uh, Larry says, remake Batman forever. Just make it a beat-em-up with no platforming. I love the digitized graphics, so maybe even give them goofy power moves and finishers like Mortal Kombat or WrestleMania, the arcade game. And then finally, just play Batman and Robin, the game, and the animation is gorgeous, and it's so hard a cat can't scratch it. Perfect as it is. Fucking sound... I mean, I disagree with your order. But I like the way you showed your work, Larry. You pass. You pass this class. Uh, Liam Loftus said, Play Batman on the NES because I want to play more NES games. Remake Batman and Robin because a current-gen game with the Batman animated series aesthetic would slap. And erase Batman Forever because the only good things about Batman Forever are the Riddler played by Jim Carrey and the Seal song. I, I, actually, I actually agree with both those points. I like that movie, but you're right. Jim Carrey and that song are the best parts of that movie. I agree. Uh, Sparky Mandrillo said, play Batman and Robin because Sega rocks. Remake Batman for the NES only to polish it up a bit and maybe fix that damn diagonal jump. And erase Batman forever because that's the damn rule, the damn rules, and one of them has to go. So long, sucker. I will say, as much as I love Batman on the NES, those jumps are fucked. I I'll, 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 uh, I'll concede that point. Those jumps are fucking weird. So I, I can live with fixing those jumps. Uh, Eric Scheip said play Batman forever because of Kiss from a Rose remake Batman and Robin and erase Batman on the NAS because I'm simply not good enough at video games now to beat it I hate that I hate that that makes sense I fucking hate you're right I can live with erasing NES games if you're like I'm just old and not good enough anymore I it fucking pains me to say it but 
Fair enough. And Duke Buies said, I have no idea how these games look or how they good they play, so let's judge a book by its cover. I will play Batman because the cover is shiny and cool looking. Uh, and Batman and Robin looks cool like everyone is having fun and I want to have fun too. So I'm assuming you'll remake that one. And erase Batman forever because the art is dark. I love a good base it on the cover. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover, but definitely judge a video game by its box art, as we used to do back in the day. I, I like that logic. Uh, I'm actually going with the majority this week. I don't do that too often, but I am going with the 34% of you this week, as is the Remember the Game infamous member who said, play Batman on the NES because I played the shit out of it when I was a kid, only I was never able to beat it. I must write that wrong. I'll remake Batman and Robin because I know I've played it, but I have zero recollection of it. I don't know if that's because it was such a bad game that my brain is suppressing those memories, or my brain is such a bad memory retainer that I don't remember remembering my memory. What? Anyway, and I'm going to race Batman man forever because i've already played it and enjoyed it not as much as batman on the nes so it makes it the right thing to do in this scenario completely different logic than me but the same order i'm gonna play batman on the nes because it's just genuinely one of my favorite nes games of all time i fucking love that game and i'm gonna beat it someday mark my words uh, i'm gonna remake the adventures of batman and robin from the genesis the genesis the genesis because uh, i just refuse to touch batman on the nes so why not make a modern one with that cartoony art style? I think it'd be sick. And I'm erasing Batman forever because I really like this movie, but I had this game as a kid and it fucking sucks and I hate this game and I don't want to play it anymore. It's just a shitty video game. So that was an easy erase for me. I have no need to ever touch that fucking game again. Ugh. Ah. Yeah. Choking on my own rage here. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody that wrote in to play along as always. Uh, what have I been playing over the last week? As I said, I'm recording this Saturday morning, so it's only been three days since I recorded last week's episode. But I'm pretty just focused right now on Cyberpunk 2077 and Donkey Kong Country 3, which uh, will be getting an episode of the show in the next... Uh, hopefully, if the stars align, by the end of January. And for everyone being like, how are you liking it? Like, I, I owned it as a kid. I used to play Donkey Kong Country 3 like crazy. As a kid, I just haven't played it since. Uh, holds up really well. Probably still my least favorite of the original Donkey Kong Country trilogy, but that has nothing to do with it being bad at all. Absolutely nothing to do with it being bad. It's just if you have three games you really like, one of them has to be your least favorite. But I still think Donkey Kong Country 3 is sick, and I'm really enjoying replaying. You can find me on Twitch replaying that, by the way. It's good times. So, All right, we'll pause here. We'll let a sponsor come in and sell their wares, and then we'll come back and we'll get into a Batman Arkham Asylum talk, okay? We will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're gonna keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... 
It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RememberTheGame. All right, let's get into Batman Arkham Asylum talk. As always, I like to let uh, the Patreons write in and uh, share their thoughts on the game recovering before my guest and I turn into Mike Hoggs and just listen to ourselves talk. And a whole bunch of you wrote in about this one. I, I'm going to rip through a bunch of these here. Let's go. Man of War said, One of the best, if not the best, superhero game ever made. The first Batman game, to my knowledge, that actually put an emphasis on the detective aspect of the character on top of the combat and gadgets. Great memories playing this one back in the day. I... I mean, I I don't know if I think it's the best superhero game ever made by today's standards, but it certainly was when it came out. I agree with that. And uh, I said it. It wrote the script. I get it. 100%. Mr. Snurub said, This game was recommended to me back in the day by another patron, Rowdy Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Ryan. Before this game, I was a casual Batman fan. Now I have two Scarecrow tattoos and one of the Joker from the Arkhamverse on my right arm. Just a phenomenal game and showed that superhero games could be awesome. Yeah, and it, it, like it, even if you don't give a flying fuck about Batman, in my opinion, this is just a must-play video game based on the quality alone. And then the fact that Batman's in it just adds some gravy to the ice cream. That's all. Uh, AJ McKirji said, My goodness, the memories of this game. I'm a Sony guy, and when I got this game and started playing it, I could not put it down. The size of it, even though it was only Arkham and the graphics and just being Batman as he should be. Also, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yes. Oh, buddy. We are going to blow so much smoke up those guys' asses on this episode. Some of the best voice acting in the history of video games. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Joe Evans said it's a masterpiece of a game. This was the first Batman video game that really made you feel like Batman. The combat, gadgets, detective work, and stealth all encompass what it means to be Batman, and the voice acting of Hamill and Conroy is mwah. I have nothing to add to that. Literally every aspect of that was right. You're right. Uh, I says to Mabel, I says, so good. First superhero game that took it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man 2, blah, blah. Small potatoes compared to this one. It really started a new generation of superhero games that we're still in. Like, uh, now, I, I was very vocal about this while I was playing through this on Twitch. Like, I think Spider-Man 2 is just the better video game. But Spider-Man 2, like I said, just built on that foundation that this one started. Like, we don't have Spider-Man 2 without this game, in my opinion. Or, or are you talking about the, the movie game? Spider-Man 2, which actually I'll, I'll shut up about because Tyler and I get into that on the show. Maybe you're talking, I don't know if you're talking the current Spider-Man 2, which I think is a tribute to this game, or if you're talking the movie Spider-Man 2 video game, which came out before Batman Arkham Asylum, but you'll hear my thoughts on that in a second. And Canadian Made Punk said, I absolutely love this game. I originally picked it up on the PS3 when it was released, being a huge Batman mark. This was a must pick up for me. Great gameplay, lots of action. I was hooked right out of the gate. Solid series overall. I agree with that. I think City is still my favorite, but I haven't played City in years. I got to go back. But we'll, we'll, we'll rank the Arkham game someday down the road. All right? It's time to talk Batman Arkham Asylum, where it all started. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why Tyler was here. I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, it's finally time to go back to Arkham Asylum. Batman Arkham Asylum, which originally released on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 on August 25th, 2009. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go.
All right, uh, joining me via the the bat phone. See that that's topical. We'll call it the bat phone this week to talk Batman Arkham Asylum, which is a game I know many of you have been awaiting patiently for us to cover here on the show. Uh, is is the Robin to my bat? But which one of us is Robin, Tyler? Are you Robin oh. or am I? I don't know. Am I more? No, I'm Robin. Yeah, for sure. Because on one hand, I feel like it is my show, which makes me Batman. But on the other hand, I feel like if if the world needed you and I to save it, I you would definitely take the lead. <laughs> so I'm like, I maybe we're both that. Robin. Yeah. It's just uh, two I'm, Robins. Yeah. Well, you can be Jason and I will be Dick Grayson because there's like 12 Robins. Yeah. There's been like a dozen like for a, fucking Batman. There's been a lot of Robins. Yeah, well, anyway. I mean, he gets a new one every year. The Joker yeah. seems to maim one, and he's like, oh, uh, there's yeah, lots of no weapons. shit. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I buy them in bulk. There's lots of <laughs> I'll roll a new one out every week. We're talking Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, and just quickly, before any of you write into the show and be like, ah, that's not, uh, that's not retro, Tyler and I were just talking about this off air. This dude, this game turns 15 this year. That fucking, that boggles my mind. We are old, my friend. Very. Aging rapidly. 18. Or 15. For what it's worth, in the year 2000, the original NES Super Mario Brothers was 15. So that's that's the equivalent to that now of Batman Arkham Asylum. This game is is fucking... It is retro. And uh, I'll I'll tell you, dude... That's the scale. That's the scale you uh, gave retro. Yeah, yeah. How old would would... What year would it be in relation to the original Super Mario Brothers right now? And that's how we decide if something is retro. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, this game is retro. And I'll tell you, dude, I just replayed it for the first time since I played it back when it came out uh, over the last few weeks on my Twitch streams. And... um, it, it, I mean, it holds up. It's a great game. I will say, and it's not, a, I'm not going to take any points off or anything, but like this, in my for my money, this formula has been done better since Batman Arkham Asylum, but it still holds up. It is still such a playable game well, in 2024. And, and in saying that, keep in mind, this game... I, Seems like I'm always on the show being like, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, but it really <laughs> but was. The, the, I, I agree. There, there weren't games that had, so the combat in this game were groundbreaking. Absolutely. I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure as far as like comic book games, there were some Spider-Man games out by this point the, that were like pretty tight and good, like solid, the, the, solid games. I mean, so the, the superhero game that I always think of that kind of started uh good the modern like modern, superhero yeah. video game was spider-man 2 i, I yeah. played spider-man 2 on the xbox and it was it was the one based on the movie and it was so good like i loved that game but even that game compared to the arkham asylum like playing through arkham As- like i just finished playing marvel spider-man 2 a couple of months ago it was great and the the modern spider-man games are so good but like they forget the radioactive spider. They have Batman DNA in them. Like yeah, yeah, Ark- yeah. Arkham Asylum leveled up the superhero video game in such a, like, I think it might, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is like an exaggerate. Like to me, this is a hall of fame video game. Like this turned the corner for video game, uh, for, for superhero video games. Yeah. Well, what I, would say, what, what I will say is like Spider-Man two, I will say it was the pinnacle, the top 
of like retro superhero games like that is the peak of it that's where it sure. ended and then this game was the transition to like okay we're taking superheroes to the next level it's what like, like yes yeah it's what like iron man started with the avengers just yeah because there were superhero movies before iron man like there were the spider-man movies there were you know yep. Blade, yep. blade there were a bunch of old retro ones that were really shitty and that's kind of the evolution you had those old retro like there was a there were batman games on the snes there was batman games on the nintendo they were yep. dog shit no, hey, hey dog, no, not I, dog shit. Not dog shit. They were just, they were limited I, I by love, the technology. Limited agreed. by the technology. I, agreed. I, I love Batman on the NES. I fucking love that game. But sorry, go and ahead. Spider Spider Man Two was like the you know Iron Man for yep. video games, the equivalent of sure. Iron Man, where people were like, "Holy, f- like that's what you can do with a freaking superhero game! Like this is amazing." Arkham Asylum was the first Avenger movies where it was like, "Okay, we're dialing the uh, dialing yeah. it up to 11 Let's go." Yeah. I I'll be honest with you. Like I, so like I've, I've told the story countless times. So I'm sorry to anyone that's heard it, but like, I kind of got out of gaming for a while. I came back during the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. And I remember I didn't play Arkham Asylum when it came out. It was when I got back into gaming and I, I was looking for something to play and Arkham city had just dropped and was just reviewing through the roof. So I went out and bought Arkham Asylum on the cheap, you know, shout out to man. I miss buying physical games, physically used games for like, eight bucks at GameStop, like, um, EB games back then dated myself, EB games, but I brought it home and played through it. And I, as a Metroidvania fan, I was, I was like blown away by Batman Arkham Asylum. And to this day, like just finished replaying it. I actually was working on collecting Riddler trophies when you text me to be ready to record this episode. Oh, right uh, Man, she fucking holds up, Tyler. What a video. I'm curious how well Spider-Man 2 would hold up today, whereas Arkham Asylum, it holds up. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 for sure doesn't hold up. It uh, No. <laughs> it's rough. I, I, I wonder. Like, I, I, I loved that game, but I'm like, by today's standards, I'm, I worry. Like, it, It's just graphically it's not there, and you can't do quite as much. Like The newest Spider-Man game on PS5, yeah it's like unparalleled they're sick like it, yeah it, they're, they're sick. yeah and it's like an evolution though the spider-man games just keep taking what they're already doing and making it better like at some point there's going to be a vr spider-man where you hook up to his haptic suit in a zero grav like rig and you're going to be web slinging and it's going to feel amazing until you realize it's a lot of work yeah i'm I'm genuinely worried that like spider-man in vr would make me puke like i think it might it might make me sick oh. I think it would take a lot of getting used to. You're absolutely right. I also think like doing that motion, like if you had, you know, if you had like some kind of haptic suit or whatever that was giving you resistance, gassed in three swings. Yeah. (laughs) Like one, two. I'm not down. (laughs) (laughs) You go, you go for it, Rhino. You got the money, yours, man. Yeah, you earned it. Take it. I don't fucking care anymore. I hate this city. Um, and that's where, like, you, like you get back to Batman Arkham, and it's just like, first of all, I mean, I'd love to play. I, I think this in VR would be. I mean, I'm not a big VR guy, but I think this in VR would be pretty sick. But like, but you're right. Like, like I, I the the PS2 Xbox era, love that era. But like the PS3 Xbox 360 era, for my money, is the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era of 3D gaming. Yeah, like, that was absolutely. where they really really turned the corner and got good and like batman arkham asylum got fucking good buddy well and that's where you start seeing some like triple a titles coming out like xbox already had halo but then they got gears of war 
Yeah. And on the 360, unbelievable. Same with Halo 3, unbelievable. Like th- the 360s when you start really getting these titles in Arkham Asylum, like that was you know one of those titles where it was like holy like I, I've gone back and played it. It it holds up. And, like and you, stylistically you know looks great. There's two little oh. things that are a little bit like eh, they've gotten better at that. The eyes, like the CGI eyes on all the characters. Yeah. That's yeah. something that's improved over the years and the the timing for the the mouths when they're speaking. Like the sure. just you know like cosmetic char- things. Yeah, little cosmetic things. Like the characters yeah. look great. Like they look really gritty like a Frank Miller, you know, uh Frank Miller's Batman, like very gritty looking. Like I I love I love their vision of of Poison Ivy. I love their vision of the Joker, who sure. looks admittedly like similar to the cartoon Joker, but just like a little more insane, a little yeah, bit more yeah. like, oh, you've been hitting the fentanyl hard, hey, Jay? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Well, and, like, and you know what's wild, dude, is like playing this, I was I was saying this on one of my streams, like Batman is one of those characters, Spider-Man is the same, but Batman is one of those characters that like, they really could have mailed it in. You said it earlier, there's a lot of shitty earlier Batman games. And with Batman oh, yeah. Arkham Asylum, they could have really shipped out like a six out of 10 game with Batman on the cover and probably made money and been like, we're fine. It's fine. We know it's Batman, but instead it's like, I like sometimes I feel like a really great, great video game has no, like they have to be that good because they don't have that, that thing on the cover to, to grab you. Do you know what I mean? Like just no built in audience, right? Yeah. Like this is just, one of many many examples but like i know you and i both love bioshock like people didn't know what bioshock was so it was like we need to convince you that like there's a great fucking game in here look at it whereas with batman on the cover you didn't have to do that but there's a game in here on the level of a bioshock but there's also this guy on the cover that literally everyone on the fucking planet knows oh yeah and 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 like building on that because they got like Bioshock, you get to be you know unique with your voice acting and with your aesthetic, right? So they right. they lean they leaned into uh, what's that called? That style art and art, not Art Nouveau. Ah, I can't. Oh, fuck, I don't know. But they leaned into a particular style of artwork, a particular genre, like you know, in the 1930s. So you get that, like, ah, welcome, you know, like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. What you, you, almost, yeah. you, you almost yeah. want one of the characters to be like, ah, see, <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. that style yeah. of speaking. Art Deco. They leaned into Art Deco. That's the name okay. of the, the the aesthetic, right? So you get this like you get to you get to play with something like sure. Bioshock. With Arkham Asylum, with the Batman franchise, like you said, you can mail it in. You have a built in audience. So yeah. you're you're gonna make sales. It doesn't matter, you know, if that's that's all you care about. But then uh Rocksteady Studios instead was like, We love Batman. We, yeah. You can tell you can tell you can tell they watched the show the cartoons because yeah. like any yeah. self-respecting batman fan loves the cartoon because it was phenomenal loves the you can tell they love the comics because the joker is loosely based on i don't know if he's based on but they take some of the aesthetic and some of the like insanity from uh who did the comic joker face off yeah i'm not gonna comic. i'll be honest, like just so everybody in case anyone's wondering like i have all, i'm not the world's i don't read a ton of comics but i've always been a marvel guy like spider-man's my boy Batman has been like the one character in DC, Batman and Joker. I think Joker's the greatest villain in any form of anything. 
Like, I think Joker is the ace of spades in the deck of villain playing cards. Yeah, and so Batman and Joker have always been the two I'm, I'm intrigued by. But I, I don't know that much about them as far as that stuff goes. Did you yeah. find it? I, I don't know what the name of the comic is. I found like a whole write-up about it. But okay. there's a comic where the Joker cuts his face off and then oh. like staples it back on. Oh. And that's very similar to how this Joker looks. Like that that level of insanity. I have the comic somewhere in my well, my library too but i just it's well on that on that note too like i i mean let's just fucking like we've, we've been sitting here just blowing smoke around like it's balls let's just let's take the dick here let's talk batman i i feel like of all the things you can praise in this game i i will say from my own personal perspective i have a hard time praising anything in this game more than the voice acting so you're a big uh, fan. Do you know like Kevin Conroy, the voice I, I, of Batman? I I didn't cuz admittedly I don't watch a ton of Batman. I didn't, but uh everyone in my streams and stuff was like, "Oh, that's Kevin Conroy. He's the Batman and everything." And I'm like, "Dude, he was a spectacular Batman." And I and I and I I believe he just recently passed away, did he not? Yeah. Yeah, at the, rest in peace. At the uh, end of uh I think it was was it in 2022? I think at the end. Of I, I don't think it was long ago. Yeah. So obviously, you know, RIP to Kevin Conroy. And I, I mean, nothing to take away from his performance because he was spectacular as Batman. But Mark Hamill as the Joker. Well, so my and, God. And what's great about that is Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill have been working together as the Batman and Joker since 1992. Yes. Right, because they That's, were in the animated that- series, right? Yes, that's where they yeah. started. And both of them, I, I believe Mark Hamill went to Juilliard School for acting, but it's Kevin Conroy, like that's who they got for Batman is this school who went to Juilliard, you know, like oh. a very prestigious acting school. And he's he's in everything uh, Batman. There was a certain point. Oh, the name of that Batman I'm thinking of is the, uh, it's not the killing joke, fuck. Yeah, whatever. But I, he was in most of the Batman animated stuff to like 2000. 2006 something like that and then they recast okay. like superman they recast all of the warner brothers uh voices and it just drove me insane right like, just, yeah like if it's not broken don't fix it like he's, he didn't need to they could have kept those actors going on all of those projects sure. like it just yeah i don't know i don't know why they recast them like they they recast superman they recast mark hamill like it was i don't know it was brutal like i like I, to me, what I think is so cool is that I, I think a lot of people, and I and I kept hearing this from people on my streams. Like a lot of people love the the animated series and everything, and knew Kevin Conroy's Batman and knew Mark Hamill as the Joker. And I I didn't like I didn't watch that show. I didn't know like I only know them from the video games. But I think it's a real testament to just how incredible the two of them are in those roles. That like the people that grew up watching them are like, Oh my God, there they are again. It's great. And it's someone like myself that knows like, listen, if this was the Ninja Turtles and you have the original cast from 87 doing the voices, I would know them like that. So I get how the Batman, I get how fans are like that. I don't have any connection to these two voices as these two characters and playing through it. I'm like, they're both spectacular. Like the Batman sounds like the Batman and fucking Again, I I cannot I cannot praise Mark Hamill as the Joker enough. Like Mark Hamill as the Joker was so every time he pops up one of those TVs or anything and like oh bats and running his mouth like he fucking does and you just seventy percent of you wants to punch him in the teeth but thirty percent of you is like fuck you're cool like you're such a cool fucking villain and well, it's and just so it's, good 
And what's crazy about that to me is that your it's that wasn't hitting a, a retro like nostalgic chord with you like not in the least not yeah for me in 2009 when i played that it was there was a sense of nostalgia to my childhood of 1992 listening to these guys talk like the it was like you know it was a retro moment with like a new thing in 2009 where you know you're 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 just having a nerdgasm because you're like oh my god they got the original voice actors this is amazing and not only is it it amazing in that sense, but it's the first game where you're actually Batman the detective. So you're playing Batman in the three styles that Batman is portrayed. You're playing him as a detective. You're playing him as an assassin or like a ninja or however you want to say that, where you're yeah. hiding in the shadows and taking creeps out, you know, uh, sure. stealthily. And then he, you're yeah. beating the tar out of just yeah. hordes of enemies. <laughs> he, he doesn't kill anybody. He will cripple you for the rest of your life and make sure you can oh. never chew solid food again, but he won't kill you. Like, <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this finishing move that he would do in the game where he like takes someone's leg and twist it. And I was like, oh, oh he just popped that out of the <laughs> out of the hip joint. That guy needs surgery and won't walk the, the same sin- anymore. <laughs> Some of the like some of the final blows Batman dishes out in this game, I'm like, I would rather you kill me than fucking leave me like that. What are you doing to the But no, does, I agree. I we're gonna be does, we're gonna we're we're gonna hammer this nail a lot over this episode, but I just I I I feel like in a game where they could have cut every corner, they didn't cut a single one. Like it's just uh, I will have you beat it? Oh yeah, yeah, multiple. Oh, and by the I, I way, will. spoilers. We are going to spoil the end. I'm assuming most people that want to play it have played it. We are spoiling it. So anything's on the table. Say whatever you want. The only corner I'll say they caught cut is the uh, final boss battle. I thought yes. that I, it felt it, very similar to Bioshock where I was like, huh, that was a yeah. lot of buildup for a really easy boss fight that it's, it, wasn't. It's funny. When I was playing it, people were saying that. They're like, the one thing I don't like about this game is the final boss. And I was like, I don't remember what the final boss is, but I don't remember it leaving a bad taste in my mouth from all those all those years ago. And then I got there and beat it. And yeah, like if you've never like Joker's all jacked up and juiced up on the on the juice and he's he's just yelling at the helicopters and stuff, and you're fighting henchmen, and then you you haul him down and you beat on him a little bit, and it I you do that a couple of times and it's over. And the thing about it is like most of me does think that it was a shitty final boss fight, but there is a small part of me that thinks like that is something Joker would do. Like he does, oh, he's not even oh, going to yeah. try to defeat Batman. He's just going to fuck around like the Joker does. He doesn't care, but it is a weak, it is a weak boss. I agree with that. It's a weak boss fight. Yeah. I like uh, otherwise start to finish 10 out of 10. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like it, like, I mean like, we're, you know, we're going to get into more of the combat and the game, the gameplay and stuff, but like it looks great. It plays great. That, and I, I just, I, I, I'm like, I know we've praised Kevin Conroy and we've praised uh, Mark Hamill. I don't know how you say it. Is it Arlene Sorkin? Uh, the voice of, of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh, uh, I'm not, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either. I'm, I'm not the world's biggest, Harley Quinn fan. I know that's a hot take. I I think she's cool, but like I'm sick of her now because she's been everywhere well, for so long. She's yeah, very well, good she, in this game, though. And very. She, so good. she was event invented. She wasn't invented from the comics. She was invented from the show, the cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she she's a character from that cartoon, and she has some of the best story arcs in the cartoon, like and in the the franchise. Right. Have you seen her new Netflix show, like Harley Quinn's? No, I it's a no. very adult. It's it's a satire on the 
on the whole like comic book universe so it's kind of like poking fun of the way the batman universe oh really is, is. so yeah. there's like yeah it, it's really good you should check it out it's worth she, worth a watch she's really caught on like i i'm not anti the character of harley quinn it's just like i feel like she's been just shoved down my throat for too long and i'm like I well, know, Doctor J. You're always you're always here, and I'm like, fuck, you're always here, you know. But well, and it's it's a campy character, right? Like it's it pretty two D. That's where but you should she, check out the new show. It, it it just breathes some different light into the character, and then she, the okay. other characters around her. It's really fun, right? And, like, and 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 I just want to say, like, she's you know, like I know we've we've praised the Joker and Batman a lot, but like she's spectacular in this game too. And even if that was what the game was, if primarily it was Batman versus the Joker. And Harley Quinn, it'd be like, yeah, cool. But then Killer Croc, which I think is such a stupid fucking name. Cool villain, stupid fucking name. That whole yeah, segment's but sick. But that's what? the point to the villain. He's like a goon. He's like your elite I know he is, goon, but it's just right? such so... a... I don't know. Like I've always just been a Marvel guy, and I know Marvel's got Lizard, but like Killer Croc. I, I just thought it's... Fuck, I think it, it sounds it's such a... I just think it's country croc. I just think it's such a stupid fucking <laughs> cool villain. But I love that whole segment where you're like in the sewer and you're trying to find all of the the plants to make the serum, but you're trying to... You have to deal with fighting off Killer Croc the whole time. Like, it's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. tense and it's awesome. And he keeps talking about I was going to kill you. And like, I love that even the guards are like, yeah, no, we just kind of threw him down there because we don't know what the fuck else to do. Like, I, I, Killer Croc's cool. I just think the name is fucking stupid. That's all. Um, well, well, and and building on that, like, imagine being a guard at Arkham, where it's like, no. okay, so we're getting all the people that this guy dressed as a bat uh, sends our way. Uh, most of them are mutated in some way, some kind of level of serial killer that the world has never seen before. Uh, yeah, deal with them. I, why right, does well, any Why does anybody live in that fucking city? What a horrible place! <laughs> Like I don't understand the appeal at all. Like they're all just characters. They're all characters by Bruce yeah. Wayne, just so he can live his Batman fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just hires <laughs> them all to be his, so he could be the hero that he wants to be. I fucking Gotham's a horrible place. But like, yeah. Killer Croc is cool, and then like, Buddy, Poison scare, Ivy. Like, well, you, I was gonna like, say Scarecrow, but Poison yeah, Ivy yeah, yeah. as well. Okay, let's let's talk about. All right, let's talk po- Poison Ivy. Like so. Uh, after the Joker, my two favorite Batman villains are Poison Ivy and Scarecrow. Yeah. So I love that they both show up in this in this game. Uh, I, I love that, like, because I, and it's not like a sexist thing, but like, I, I like Poison Ivy, but I'm like, are you really in prison without your plants? Are you really that big of a threat to Batman? But then nope. the way this game presents her, it's like, oh no, yeah, she'll she's fucking she's pretty dangerous. Well, and like, like a big aspect to her being in Arkham is like she genuinely wants to. I don't know. She she's one of the villains that's like on the edge. Could be right. A villain could be re- rehabilitated. Like legitimately. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Scarecrow is high on his own supply, so he's fucked. Buddy. So like, so just uh, Poison Ivy's cool throughout the game because like you know she gets out and Batman keeps telling her to go back to her cell and she basically. Basically, like fuck off, like <laughs> like basically telling him to fuck off, and then once all the like giant like mutated plants and stuff start showing up, you're like, uh oh, because it's like again, poison ivy on her own. I'm like, I'm not that scared of you, poison ivy, poison poison ivy, uh, <laughs> poison ivy, poison ivy, <laughs> all, all jacked up on this titan, fucking 
going crazy with these massive plants and stuff like that. I was like, this is, you're literally like just making your way through this Arkham Asylum with all these fucking wild plants growing everywhere and everything. And you know, eventually you're going to have to deal with her. Uh, I love the way that she's presented in this game. I, I think Poison Ivy is a really cool villain. And oh, yeah. I love the way that she's presented. And again, again, they could have just gone with the Joker and Harley Quinn, but then they're like, here's here's Killer Croc and you're going to run away from him and fight him in the sewer. Here's Poison Ivy and she gets loose and gets pumped up with Titan and she's fucking going crazy with these wild fucking plants and everything. Don't even get, dude. I mean, okay, I, I, I cannot, I, like, do you have anything to say about, I got to say, I, I think Bane's stupid. I'm sorry. Bane was cool in the third Batman movie, but like, I think Bane's kind of dumb. Yeah, well, like, you have he, anything to add to Bane? Well, they present him so two D in in this game, and like in a lot of things. But he's actually like he's a criminal mastermind. His intellect is on the same level as Batman. So, right. but they always just present him as like the juiced, you know, roid rage yeah. guy, right? Like, not which just... is like such a waste of a character who's I can't remember where he's from. I thought he was from like Venezuela or like Colombia or something. Like he's Sure. Uh, oh, God, whatever. Sorry, I suck. No, that's okay. Like not, to, but, uh, like not to get sidetracked it, by the movies. But like, all I knew of him for the longest time was the Batman and Robin Bane. Oh, where it's brutal. Like what a which is like awful. Portrayal. But then when Tom Hardy's Bane was like, oh, this guy's there's which layers is, to this guy. Yeah, which is more in line with him. Like in the comics and stuff, he he invent he's like a chemist who invents venom. Like he's you know like the 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 drug in Batman Asylum is is based on his Venom serum, which is like right. so Venom to Titan or whatever. But he is like, you know, a fucking genius. And right. they do not portray him like that at all. Like it's a 2D boss fight with a juiced up Mongol. Uh, yeah. Whatever, I, like, uh, I feel like the only reason Bane is in this game is so that they can introduce the, the Titan, like his... Yeah. The drug that yeah. makes him so they can start pumping the other villains full of it. They're like, let's take the it'd be like, hey, we put venom in the game, but only so we can take the symbiote off him and give it to Doc Ock instead. Yeah. Like exactly. it, it, you know what I mean? And it's like, but why not have him do it? So Bane shows yeah. up and whatever. Or Bane, or even Bane. have it have have it be part of the story, but not have Batman have to deal with them at all. Have the Joker mess around with them and that's it. Yeah, like you yeah, don't have 100%. to have a, a a cheesy boss battle with Batman and and uh, Bane. No, I I agree with that. And then uh, and then we get what who I again the Joker is 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 the star for my money. But like the S Scarecrow in this game is fucking insanity. And people in my chat were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for the Scarecrow portions." And I really want to talk about that. Let's let we got we have to. I need to take a break here so I can keep some bills on. So let's let's take a quick break now. We'll let a sponsor come in and plug their wares, and then we'll come back and we'll get to the scarecrow part that I know how excited so many of you are to talk about. So we'll we'll be right back. Give us like, I don't know, give us like 90 seconds. We'll be right back. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses. I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, buddy. Seriously, like, how sick are the fucking scarecrow portions of this game? Holy you you get gassed with what's his uh, drug called? I don't. With his I'm not fear, even gonna... with his fear gas or whatever, right? Yeah, and yeah. you go into these like hallucinogenic, uh, like delusions where you're in where... like this horrible nightmare dreamscape, right? Yeah, he's huge, and you're like trying to like hide from him and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah those were awesome. Oh my god, where you're like going from like. Like, and he's just like, come on out, bat. And he's got like his hands with all the needles on him and everything like that. Like, I, I have always, it's like in, in the Spider-Man universe, I'm like Mysterio was one of my favorite villains. Like, I love the villains that fuck with their heads. And yeah. Scarecrow is, I, again, I think the Joker's the goat of all villains, but I think Scarecrow is fucking sick. And, uh, oh. and though I totally forgotten that he was even in this game. And when he shows up like he does and you have to go through those segments where and even before you're in the segments where you're like working your way around him, trying to hide from him and 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 stuff like that, even just the segments where you're going through the prison and you're kind of hallucinating and stuff like it's all it's so well done. It feels like a bad dream. Like it's, oh, it's so perfect. well done. Yeah, it's, it's well, it and is. like it's perfect. The, yeah, the bricks on the wall are being sucked away as you're walking around. Like it's just, it's insane. It's such a cool, like I it is it. such a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, a very cool level. Oh fuck, if man! You I, I love it. A level. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like you're all, it's all one kind of level because you're just open exploring. But the only, second. yeah, which which is something I want to get to in a minute as well. Just the prison itself, which is almost like its own character in this game. But the only qualm I have with the whole scarecrow scarecrow uh portions of the game is that it like at the very end, like the dude basically just gets eaten by Killer Croc. And it was like, this guy's so sick, and you play the whole game just waiting to punch him in the teeth and be like, stop fucking with me and throw him in a cell. And then instead we feed him to the lizard guy. Yeah. Which like, I mean, sure, but I I, I wanted to fight him. Like, I wanted to just fight him. Like, just straight yeah. up, you know, like, minor thing. But I'm, anyway, it was still, though, fucking awesome. Um, and, well, and, and it would have been cool to fight him in the dreamscape. Like, to have, yeah. you know, this giant scarecrow. You're trying to evade him, and then you hit him, and it, you know, kind of, you know, knocks some sense into you or something. And then you go back to reality and then get hit with the drug again and have these, like, 
in and out kind of hallucinations. That would have totally. been awesome. Yeah. Instead, um, you shine the bat light on him and he disappears and he wakes yeah. up. <laughs> oh, I was dreaming. I'm just in the morgue. Yeah. Fuck. I wonder what I was just doing. Still, uh, for my money, like the coolest parts of the game are the parts where you deal with, with fucking scarecrows. Oh, my God. It's so fucking sick. Um, I guess we're like half an hour into this discussion and we haven't technically said, like, if you've never played it, uh, I can't imagine too many people listening to this haven't played it. If you haven't played it, stop listening and fucking go play it. But like, yeah, the basic story of the game is uh, Batman catches the Joker and takes him to Arkham Asylum, which is the the prison. And uh, it's not just Joker- the prison; it's the prison for the extremely insane. So, right, all, basically, all of Batman's main villains, his rogue H- gallery, end hence- up at Arkham Asylum. And I, and I gotta say, because like basically Joker like gets loose, takes over the prison, and Batman needs to stop him. Like that's the very yeah. basic he gist of the game. Kidnaps and, uh, Jim Gordon and the warden, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what what's really smart about it from a from a creative standpoint? Like I don't know if this is based on like a comic book or something, but what's really smart Loosely. about it is that you it gives you a reason to have all these other super villains like bane like poison ivy like scarecrow like killer croc like it gives you a reason to have them all there and again like if you didn't have them all because i was saying earlier like the game could have easily been carried by just batman versus joker and then maybe harley quinn but then it's like who are your boss fights throughout the game and so this makes so much sense you're in this prison full of these criminal masterminds that you put in prison that are like waiting and foaming at the mouth for a chance to get their hands on Batman. And you need to take them all out on your way to get in the Joker. It just like, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like, Oh, for so for, you know, like for no reason, here's Scarecrow. Like it just, it all lines up and makes sense as to why these villains are here. And uh, I just, I really think the writing is, is quite, it's very smart. Like the only part of the writing that I've got a little bit of an issue with is I think it's kind of stupid that Batman was able to build a secret bat cave on the Island with the prison and nobody that worked at the prison knew. Well, I mean, he's a, bajillionaire i know he is but like it's literally on the eye like how are you getting these construction crews to this island and building this cave and no one's like that's eh, you know and it's the and keep in mind tyler this is the island full of the, the fucking most dangerous villains in gotham and they have no security to make what if what if what if fucking bane had a crew of people coming to dig a hole to get them out and they'd be like oh we didn't notice them they were digging it underneath the prison we didn't we didn't see him there. It's my it's my one thing that I'm like I'm willing to suspend a lot of belief with Batman, but come on now. I so little, I'll give you, I'll give, you th- I'll give you three reasons why it exists. One, everyone's paid actors. Like I said, Batman's just living his fantasy of can, being a hero. Everybody's being on the take. Everybody. I can go with that. All right, top to bottom. Second. They probably blew up the prison at some point, and then Batman rebuilt it. Like Wayne Enterprises rebuilt it, had a secret construction crew build the Batcave underneath, or a second okay. Batcave, or whatever. That's okay. more likely one to fit in the narrative of the story. Thirdly, Batman paid each contractor to do one thing. Like, all right, you install this one I beam. Boom! Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Next guy. <laughs> you go so, take <laughs> one one shovel of dirt and leave. No one will yeah, know. leave. No, you don't get to know <laughs> what it was for. So the guy installing the TV was like, "Yeah, I was in this fucking cave. I installed this fucking monitor. There was shit everywhere. It looked like the Bat Cave, but yeah, I don't know. I just installed the monitor. I don't didn't get to see. Like I'm not. Else. 
like I'm not even like digging points from it or anything. I just was kind of like, oh, okay, like <laughs> really, yeah. like like it's like 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 the the endless supply of batarangs that this man has on him, thousands of pounds of batarangs that you can just throw as many as you want. I'm like, I can live with that. That's fine. I've played games where Link is carrying 300 items and he doesn't have a backpack or anything. I can get past that. But yeah, building this why... bat cave on the highest security prison in the planet, I don't know. But and the prison is loosely based after uh, Arcatraz in one of the comics. Al- like that's where Al- that's Al- where Arkham, yeah. yeah, right? Al- and that makes Al- sense. And that makes sense. Um, on the and, note of the prison itself, like what a, uh, what a you, fucking great setting for a game. Just going back for a second, you, no, yeah, you mentioned uh, if it was based on a comic, it was based on the aesthetic from like Neil Adams comics, Frank Miller's comics, um, Grant Morrison. So like the Batman guys. So like they didn't directly, it wasn't directly influenced by a comic, but just, or directly inspired by a comic. But how am I saying? I'm saying that wrong. No, basically the aesthetic was drawn from the great Batman comics. Like it drew inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but not, but not uh, okay. from any one story. Like it's a great. It's like it's you know. I, I mean, is it the most complex story in the world ever? Like no, the Joker takes over this prison. He's he's like, hey, I'm gonna blow up the city if anyone else comes here. So he basically just wants to fuck with Batman, and Batman's got to fight all these villains he put in there to get to Joker. Like, and then you know, yeah. meanwhile they're developing this more powerful version of the the Bane drug, the Venom or whatever the fuck it's called. And like, I can get on board with all that. Like it's and I don't like it doesn't need a ten out of ten story to get there. It's just all the voice acting, all the characters you come across, everything works. And at the end of the day, all the little all the stuff, all the all the players are on this board that is the Arkham Asylum prison, which is the setting for the game. And uh as a, I gotta say dude, just as like a Metroidvania fan. I love the setup of this game. Like this prison is so well done. I love oh. exploring it. It's so smooth. There's no load screens. Oh, it's like, beautiful. It's just, and, oh, and a, and a callback. Like you were, you were saying, we were kind of doing some comparison between Bioshock and 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 this game. The the prison, the narrative, and the atmosphere for uh, Arkham Asylum took inspiration from the atmosphere of Bioshock. Like they directly were influenced by how bioshock played and how the atmosphere was in the uh the aesthetic oh, wow. so I, I didn't know that but i i see it like it's so it's got that classic like dark you know you're not gonna there's not too many bright happy-go-lucky field levels in arkham asylum like the whole game is kind of dark and dreary as gotham is as a well, whole they, and it's an insane asylum and then in bioshock everyone's gone insane so like right there's, there's a, that's a good uh good you know, piece of fiction to draw inspiration from. So that's cool. Sure. Sure. And like, and as a fan of, of again, like Metroidvanias are one of my absolute favorite genres. And this game really is one of the best Metroidvanias I've ever played. If you want to call it that. Cause like, as you go through the game and Batman gets new pieces of equipment, you can go back to old areas and access new parts of those areas and explore them more. And we haven't even talked about the Riddler trophies yet, which we can get to. Um, oh yeah. And it like it gives you like I I I'm literally just like I said I'm at I'm done the game like I'm just going through in the post game now like the enemies are all gone I'm basically just going through looking for Riddler trophies and stuff now and I never like considering what a tight confined space the Arkham Asylum feels like on this island it never feels like you're backtracking a ton and it sucks or anything like that you know what I mean like uh it it like every area kind of feels the same but it all feels fresh at the same time if that makes sense. Um, especially as you pick up equipment and you're able to like, Oh, now I've got the explosive gas so I can knock down walls. Now I've got that 
whatever the fuck it is that like tethering rope so I can shoot across areas now. Now I've got the yeah. the the PSP so I can hack the uh I, I don't know what the it looks like a PSP that fucking thing you can use to hack the security things to open gates and stuff. It uh like I think the number one thing people say when they compare Arkham City and Arkham Asylum is some people prefer the open world of Arkham City, some people prefer the closed encounters or the closed uh, environment that is Arkham Asylum. And I think there's an argument to be made for both. And I think that's why both games are great because they feel yeah. so differently from each other. And I think it depends on the type of player you are. Like I, I, I will beat a Red Dead Redemption game. Uh, the, maybe not the latest one, but because traditionally compared to Grand Theft Auto games, Red Dead was more linear. So more in a box. So right. I would play those games and beat them, but I would never beat a Grand Theft Auto game. And it's the same with this, like Arkham Asylum. I ended up doing, fuck, I think I got maybe not 100% completion, but I played the shit out of it and found everything. Arkham City, I think I, I played through and did like a, you know, a single playthrough, but I, I didn't find everything. There was just too much more to do. So I just, I'm right. the type of player that that, it's not a turn off, but it just kind of, I'm not the type of player to get into the open world and then just explore sure. I, I, that, you know, stifles Whereas, me a little bit. I understand that. Cause I, I traditionally I'm not either. And there's something to be said for the more, um, intimate closed in environment of Arkham Asylum, where like, if you want to go on a hunt to find all the Riddler trophies and stuff, it doesn't feel like quite as overwhelming of task. Like it's not nearly as big as like Arkham city is. At least it doesn't feel that way. I've played Arkham city in years. But yeah, I it, I don't I'd have to look back. I don't even remember who the main villain was for that. Do you switch characters in Arkham City? I don't think so. I'm not I'm not don't yell at us. I haven't played Arkham City in twelve since it came out. I, I literally bought it shortly after it came out and played it. I've not touched it since. Yeah. So I, I don't I, I don't remember. Oh no, it's Arkham um, Knights, I think you switch characters. I I didn't really remember this one though. Like replaying it for the first time in forever, like it was like playing it for the first time again. And I forgot how much I like this game. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the the Riddler. Like, I, I wish he actually oh, showed man. up and you dealt with him. Because I love, I, I've loved the Riddler ever since Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, yeah. Jim he Carrey did a good nailed job. it. He yeah, nailed it. Like, everybody People around him. on that movie, but. Yeah, everybody around him sucked. But he was really good. He was so good as the Riddler. My God, he Ooh. was good. Was that um, the one with Mr. Freeze, like Arnie? No, that was Batman and Robin. Oh, that man, was the that one was, Batman yeah, Forever was, was uh he had Tommy oh, Lee Two Jones' Two Face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neon right. neon pink Two Face. Hey, he was good. Well, he, Sugar and he, Spice he, was good. I don't care about Two Face. Yeah. His, I, his I love it. What a what a way to uh, All right. You know, the Joker gets insane men who are going to dress up like clowns. Basically, he, you know, conscripts his goons from the ICP concert. Yeah. Yeah. Two Face, <laughs> Two -Face goes to a strip club and is like, "Sugar Spice, let's go." Yeah, ladies. Six and two like, strippers. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not goons. They're not going to help you at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but you're right. Jim Carrey was fucking. Jim Carrey was fire as as Riddler. Man, and uh, he's, he's good in anything he does. Yeah, he is. And I and I wish that the actual Riddler had showed up in this game, but but he doesn't. But throughout the game, the Riddler is fucking with Batman, and he's hidden tons of little Riddler trophies, which have like, I, I genuinely think I I'll ask you this. Is there a more infamous collectible in all of video games than Riddler trophies? Like, I don't know if there is everybody knows them, the Riddler trophies. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Right? I, like, I, I, everybody just, knows them. Oh, and just perfect. Well, especially, like, oh, man, the Riddler takes on a whole new light, too, with the latest Batman movie. Like, oh, what a great villain. Yeah, I'm a big I, fan I would, of Riddler, yeah. I would say that you could build up, like, Joker is Batman's villain. Joker's Batman's soulmate, right? Oh, you yeah. You could bi- build up the Riddler as his number two villain. Sure. Yeah, I I love Riddler. Yeah, I I think he's a great villain. And I and I like I genuinely enjoy going through this game cuz like I listen, I I think there's a lot of collectibles in this game and I I think like the the interview tapes, like the old I don't know what are those called? Like the the big tapes that are in the big metal canisters. Oh, the 8mm ones or whatever. Is that what they oh, are? The, I don't know. Well, 8mm is like a type of film. Those are the playback ones. I forget what they're called, but it's real yeah. real playback. Right. Like you can collect those as you go up the game throughout the, as you go throughout the game and you learn more about, uh, the various villains and like, and they're cool. If you want to listen back to them, like they're neat and you can find those, uh, the history oh. of Gotham pillars or whatever the fuck they are, where you scan those and learn yeah, more and about you, the history of the prison and, and, and the city and stuff. But do you, what's the one villain? Is there not like a psychopath? Uh, oh, it's a Z Zaz? name. Zaz, yeah. Yeah. So you get to introduce to like some like very B class, C class henchmen villains. Yeah. Who are a little bit more than just like no name henchmen because, you know, and Zaz has showed up in other things as well. I'm just trying to think what I've seen him in. I want to say it was one of the movies he shows up uh, or the TV show or something. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever heard of Zaz other than this game. I think he's in like the Gotham TV show, like the one about James Gordon before okay. there i think it was one of those shows like uh, it might have been green arrow might have been the flash but like he's one of those you know he's kind of like solomon grundy one of those grundy is he solomon grundy whatever the like zombie whatever their version of the hulk right um but he's one of those villains like just kind of like crosses over into a bunch of tv shows and shit now right well, yeah, he's there just, I don't know. It feels like he's just there for somebody to do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't yeah, really know well, what. Like, that's its I'm role in most of the comics and stuff like that. Is he's like the introduction villain, but yeah. not the mastermind. Like he's like that the level guy who, the level one boss. Yeah, the one yeah. that Batman apprehends and then is, oh, Zaz is on this. So this yeah. is deeper than I thought. Yeah, Robin, you can take care of this one. And that's how Robin yeah. keeps dying. He's got to go deal with Zaz. <laughs> so um, I... I like there's a lot of other collectibles you can get throughout the game, but like to me, the two coolest things are a those Riddler trophies, the green Riddler trophies, and for my money, the coolest thing are the actual riddles. Like when oh, you yeah. go into an area and it like, and he's always got like a play on words, and you need to figure out what the what the riddle is, and like zoom in on it and take a picture of it, and then you you solve his riddle. I I really genuinely enjoy some of those Riddler riddles. Did you do I, I them all? Did you do I'm them the, all like totally vanilla though, or did you? I'm in. The, I'm in the process of going through doing them all right now. Uh, are you like using the game's the power done? Of the I'm internet? just cleaning up now. What's that? Did you use the power of the internet for any of them? No, but I, I, you, I do like how you can find a Riddler map. Yeah. In every area that gives you a ballpark idea of where they are, and then you can go there and kind of figure it out. I do like that. So that's and what they, I've done. And they do a good. They that's one of the things they do a good job in doing. Whereas, like in some you know modern games they don't give you anything like no uh, the the souls games like you don't get to figure out how to play that game other than just being absolutely obliterated back to right. back to back to back that's or why i don't play them up. fucking uh, make me so goddamn angry and, uh, and i and i'm of the opinion that our, the newest armor core is a souls game and i get cussed out for that but i th- can't play it i'm too old 
get him, boys. Everybody yell at Tyler if you want to. Ah! Like, I don't know, but um, the only the only Riddler thing Wait. in this game that drives me crazy is do you remember there's like in just about every area there's like one Riddler like question mark painted in like fucking invisible ink or something, and you yeah, need yeah, to get in like exactly use... the right position to take a picture of it. It drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, I miss it you every have to time. Use your your detective vision or whatever. Ah. Fuck, it drives me crazy. Think, Fuck. Is that what it was called? Bat vision? Detect- yeah, the, the detective, detective vision. vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. And then everything's like yeah. glowing purple, yeah. You can see um, people's bones, bones and shit like that. Which is always cool. And that's a great segue into really the only thing I had left on my list to talk about. The the combat in this game. Um, oh, un- unparalleled. Groundbreaking. It was absolutely groundbreaking. Because how do you... Like, you could be a button masher where you lock on to someone and it's like light attack, heavy attack, whatever. But the combos were so fluent. And so you still felt very engaged in the combat. You felt like you were fighting. Even yeah. though it wasn't a button masher, even though it wasn't like a hack and slash or whatever, like you still felt, but instead of feeling like, like in hack and slashes, like you find that power attack and then I don't know, I just like, I don't even bother with combos sure. if it's like, who, yep, like, uh, like Link, for example, like you're just slashing yeah. away. Sometimes you do a yeah. little spin, but it is like, it depends what that enemy is weak to, but you just do that one thing essentially, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we lost you there for a second. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. You get like that one attack that works, and that's the one you just focus on. All right, sorry about that, everybody. A little uh, hiccup in the old interwebs there. Um, yeah, you, sorry. Like, what were you saying so about what, the... I was the just attack? ranting about about how, like, in uh, Arkham Asylum, like, they nailed the combat. Because it's it's the first time, I, first time I've ever seen this. Like, I know they had quick time events before this, but this seems like they took quick time events and boiled it down to into a combat system that still felt very engaging not like i was waiting to mash x or time it you know there's timing but it's still very engaging still very fast paced and eliminated like any kind of hack and slash combat and just put it to this like i have for lack of a better term this quick time combo system and it was it it, it worked like it yeah, worked it so did. well it was and like i just want to build on it like that's what they're um they didn't really have a multiplayer but they had that time trial mode yeah. And I played, after I beat this game, I played probably for another three months that time trial mode until I was getting <laughs> each one perfect. I was in the top of the leaderboard for several months, like number one in North America for nice. time trials, where I would, like obsessive behavior, where I would it, be playing these to do it perfectly. Like I had it down, I was writing down what the combo needed to be. If I missed one button, I'd reset. I right. wouldn't even bother to see if it was a good score. Like I would totally just reset and obsessive. Well, it it like... It was funny because that was like the one thing playing it a couple of weeks ago to get ready for this episode. Like I remember it like blowing my fucking mind back then and playing it now. Like it still feels great. Like when you're fighting a, 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 like a swarm of like eight or 10 enemies and you're like, you're, you're hitting attack, attack, attack on one. And then another one comes up and you hit the, the counter button at the right time when the little, uh, like basically the spider sense thing shows up over their heads and then you stop being on the first enemy and, and no matter what they're doing like they're, it never feels like there's like a, a, a like a skipped animation or anything like it always just flows so smoothly in the oh, way Batman if- reacts and throws guys around and and all that oh. kind of stuff it was it was just like silk man like silk. even when you fuck up and they hit you it feels like you're watching a cutscene and yeah. you're controlling it like it feels so smooth it is so yeah. good and like uh god of war before this had like the quick time events uh, i'm 
I'm trying to think of anything else that would have had something like that. And that's what I draw this a comparison to because it feels like it feels like the developers were like, that was cool. Yeah. But it was like right at a clutch boss moment. It was really linear to this one moment during the boss fight. How can we incorporate that into the entire combat system? So sure. it's always that. And they did it. They did it so well. Absolutely. And I like, like and other like, games so have adopted this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like I like listen, I that was like one thing when I was playing this. I, I did I found it just like a little bit basic compared to play like a Spider-Man or I'm I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor right now. And but it's like it's not fair to come this is like this is the OG. Like all these games, like Spider-Man and and Star Wars the the Jedi games and stuff, like you all drew your inspiration for your combat from this one. Like this is this is patient zero. So yeah. it it's not a criticism of it. It's just like it's been done better since then. But it was so smooth back then, and being able to like whip batarangs at enemies that are running at you to like temporarily like slow them down while you're beating up on other guys and shit like that. It was oh my god. And then the the segments where you're like trying to go stealth and you're going from the uh like gargoyle to gargoyle trying to take them out from above and oh it's and you so can, good. Yeah, and like so you can good. you can do sneaky things like creeping through vents and hopping up underneath guys and taking them out and stuff like that and being able to use that bat vision while you do it and and again, it it like if you've never played this game and you've played games like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and stuff and you go back and try to play it now, like I'm not saying it's bad, but I am saying it will feel a little bare bones compared to games that have improved yeah. on its system since, but this is where it all started. Well, and that's, you know, like I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but like that's where this was innovative. This yeah. was an innovative game. Like, yeah, 100%. I, I secretly think you only invite me on to talk about innovative games. Where I'm like, <laughs> it was innovative. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you're old like me. So oh, yeah. we played these old games, but but you're right. This is uh, like, I, I, I was saying it while I was streaming and I was like, I'm, I'm not nervous about this review because I know this is a great game and I love this game and I'm going to give it a good score. But I was like, I don't want to seem like I'm being too hard on it at all, but I just, I, it, it, I just, it was a little bit, it was just a little bit, it felt just like a little bit basic, like a little bit less, a little less flavorful than some of the ones that I've, I've played since, but that doesn't make it bad. It was just like seeing, it was like, it's a, I, I genuinely mean it when I say that I think Batman Arkham Asylum is like a piece of gaming history. Yeah, it is, I, it I is, 100% agree. Right, and I think like, it's and and I think it's a piece of Batman canon, like maybe not to the storylines or whatever, because they have comic books do multiverses now, so they can explain away anything. Right, but it's yeah. like a piece of you know, like the Warner Brothers Batman cartoon, the original uh, Tim Burton Batman's. Like those are, are, you know, those like those are that that's where Batman starts in my mind. Like the Adam West Batman, the Silver Age of I Comics, the Bronze Age of Comics, and even like. Like basically the 1980s comics being turned into television, cartoons, movies, and these these games. Like this is the best era of Batman that we're seeing, and it's all yeah. stemming from like the Alan Moore comics, the the uh, Frank Miller comics. Like we're seeing it in so many different media's now, and like this is those guys is Batman version of Batman, sure. the broody detective who's also a badass ninja. Like yeah, ah, yeah, unparalleled. No, it's just uh, it's just a very special video game, and uh, yeah. to all of you that have been like, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I know I sound like Batman now. I know how many of you 
wanted this game covered on the show. It won our, it handedly won the Patreon poll that it, uh, it appeared in. And, uh, I just want y'all to know that like I, I played it back then and replaying it for the first time in almost 15 years since I played it to begin with. Uh, I, I was fuck. It's just what a special fucking video game, man. Like I, I, I listen, I've been hard on games like Castlevania symphony of the night. I know to me, this is like, this is in that category. This is like just some of the most groundbreaking corner turning trend setting linchpin games in the history of this hobby that we all know and love. And if by some chance you have not played Batman Arkham Asylum, like double secret probation for you right away. And you got to get out and play it. I just play oh, it. It's, you have to. I, I, I can't. Cause like it covers the action genre. It covers the, the Metroidvania genre. Like I can't think of like, uh, who wouldn't like this game? I'd cycle. Like, yeah. I, well, who, psychopaths they feel bad for the joker and the villains yeah, in the arkham joker. they're like why the bad why is even, the bad bad i feel like even the joker would like this game even though he knows oh. he loses he's like i know it's still fun i had i had lots yeah. of fun in this game so, so i just quickly looked up because i was like i distinctly remember when they replaced uh when kevin corner corner stopped doing voices for his a bunch of the batman stuff and they've had like 30 different people voicing batman but pete weller the guy who played RoboCop in the original RoboCop did a Batman voice. Oh. Uh, for The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. It doesn't... It's so funny because, like, on the surface, I feel like Batman's not a hard guy to voice. Just like, I'm Batman. I'm but then Batman. you play this game and, like, just the way he... The way he deals with situations, like, in this game, like, Kevin Conroy's Batman and, like, he knows he's in over his head, but he's always so calm, but he always sounds confident and badass at the same time. And ribs oh are broken, getting shot at by automatic machine gun fire, but he's okay. Yeah. He's got it. And then, uh, and then like, I, again, like just to kind of wrap up the episode, I just, I cannot praise the chemistry between him and Hamill enough. Cause like Batman is so even keel. I've got it. He's not going to get away. I'll take care of it. Go back to your cell. We'll be fine. And then you've just got, well, bats like popping up on the TV, being the fucking piece of shit that the Joker is. I fucking, what a great game. I'm like, I'm jonesing to play some, some uh, Arkham City now. Like I, God, I got to play it. I fucking, boy, I love this game. So with Mark Hamill's voice, I can't hear him in anything else and not think that it's the joker like my son who's four watches this show called uh calipari or something as well these like badass warrior frogs and scorpions and crap i don't really know i'm wildly confused when i'm watching it this is how my dad felt when i'd watch he-man i'm sure okay um and mark hamill is one of the like old sages who is like training these frog warriors and the whole time I'm like, yeah, just say bats just once. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's you're just, you're almost there. Just be the Joker. I don't give a shit about yeah. these frogs. Like, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched any Star Wars since I played Arkham Asylum. And again, I don't have the, that connection to the cartoons, right? Like when I don't, I don't think of the Joker when I hear his voice. But now I'm wondering if, if I like, if I am I going to hear the Joker the next time I hear Luke talk, like. No, not in the original, like A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the right. Jedi. You won't in those because his voice is still very young. So you just right. get like... Oh, right, you, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't get that like 
I, I want to call it like reverb or rasp. Uh, what are they? Vocal fry. Like it's almost yeah. like like vocal fry that the Joker has to his voice. I feel like uh, Mark Hamill didn't really develop that till a little bit later in life, but now that's how he sounds all the time. So oh, like okay. in the newest, when the newer the newest trilogy, when Mark Hamill shows up, I was like, yeah. oh no, he sounds the jo- sounds like the Joker now. <laughs> yeah, I got it. That's what I mean. I got to look that up because I'm like, I wonder if I'm just going to hear the Joker now, like. Yeah. Uh fuck. I love it. I fuck what a great game. Have you um are you good? Like I think we've touched on almost everything I wanted to touch on. Have, you, have we missed anything? Are you feeling all right? Combat spectacular, voice acting 10 out of 10. Uh Oracle is Barbara Gordon uh for people who follow the comics and didn't know, but yeah. like the the voice his his lady in the chair who's giving him advice and whatever, that's Barbara Gordon. She got shot in the stomach and her spine was severed so she can't be Batgirl anymore, so she's Oracle. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. By, by the Joker. Uh, I think the comic's called The Killing Joke by uh, Mark Allen. And that's who they based the, 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 who they based Batman off of was the 1988 Mark Allen. So that gray and black suit. Um, the Joker's, fuck the Joker's a great villain. Like he's the oh, goat of villains. He's the goat. He, like he's just. He, there's some super dark, like adult uh, Joker comics where like he kidnaps Jim Gordon, similar to like in arkham asylum but like kim uh kidnaps jim gordon and like puts him through a roller coaster where like there are scenes of him the joker raping barbara gordon being played while he's showing it like he is the worst villain when they take the pg rating off like he is by by large and far like he seems like a silly clown Especially when you look at, like I was saying, I, I don't really care for the like Bronze Age and Silver Age of comics because it's like the Adam West Joker, where he's right. like this, you know, bank robbing goofball. When you get down to it, where it's a man with no boundaries. Like, well, I think, I think that's so, one of the things that make him so great is that he can yeah. do both ends of the spectrum so well. Oh, yeah. Well, they, there's like, a theory that there's three different Jokers, too. Right. That it's not just one person who's the Joker. Like Batman's Joker is three different men. Yeah, I well, like, I, he, I kind of fell off the comic book thing because you have to be it's you need time and like right. disposable income to be a super big comic nerd. So have you? And I don't want to spoil the end of it because I I'm you know it's it's one thing when we're talking about the game and I won't talk about anything. Like, have you seen the Joker movie? Like the the Joker with with, uh, uh, with Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. It, it's so good and the ending without spoiling it the ending like i love that ending because i'm like the joker is such an open-ended villain he can be anything i love that like i i just think he's he's the greatest tell me the truth did you watch it because it was the joker because it had this big you know immediate following and huge reception or did you watch it because brian callen famous comedian was in it i watched it because of the No, no, definitely not me. I I watched it. Uh, I watched it because of the scene from the trailer where he's dancing on the stairs. Yeah, that's legit. That's a good. And scene. I love that scene. Uh, but yeah. I, I I just went because I I mean it. Like I'm not the world's biggest DC fan, but I love the Joker, and I just I thought it was a brilliant. I can't wait for the for the second one. I think it's this year the new one's coming out. I can't wait. I yeah. fucking love the Joker. So and that's kind of um, building on what I was saying is that like that portrayal of the Joker is one version of the joker but not right. the same version that uh what's his name who died uh in the oh wow i uh, just heath had ledger? a huge heath ledger yeah. yeah like heath ledger's joker is a different if they were like in the comics they would be different people 
sure in the same universe you know what i mean it's not like the multiverse thing like in the in one of the comics there's three jokers and it's you know that like uh shit out of luck kind of guy who turns to a life of crime and is more like about turning people you know away from the establishment versus the guy who's the master criminal but hasn't you know just is embracing chaos versus the like goofy bank robber right right no he's yeah anyway like we i could do a whole i could i could talk about the joker for days like he's so he fascinates me um that's so jocelyn phoenix punches the uh punch out clock off the wall that wasn't scripted that was him like method acting that guy's a psycho as well no he's he's spectacular yeah he's so good he's wonderful but he is a psycho yeah like. So as is the Joker, so it works. Yeah, um, definitely. Okay, so Batman Arkham Asylum, it's great. The Joker's great. Batman's great. The Batcave being under the prison is a little bit meh, but I whatever. I I can get past that. And Killer Croc is a stupid fucking name. Um, we got to score this thing. I can't think of a fucking uh, funny way. You know what? It's fifteen years old. It will be okay. this year. That'll work. So out of fifteen, what score do you want to slap on Batman Arkham Asylum? Fourteen point five. It was like I'm not a linear single player kind of guy, and I was able to play through it just about to completion. Sure, top to bottom. I thought everything was great. Music was great. Atmosphere was great. Characters, the things that like are, you know, negative to it weren't negative at the time. It was just, you know, technology's grown past that. So yeah, I, yeah. I can't fault it on pretty much anything. No. No, I, I can't either. I, I really can't either. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna slap the 14 on it. I it's gonna lose a point for the Mario tax. And and I I know at some point we're gonna review Arkham Arkham City, and I I feel like I like Arkham City better. Like that's my lasting memory of them. But I gotta play it again to find out. So I guess I'll have to find a season to play it. But see, and that's I'm remembering it. I'm like, oh, I liked Arkham Asylum better. So I'm and I'm I, going off memory. I remember when I played Arkham City, and I was like, ah, oh, there's just too much to do. <laughs> yeah yeah oh they're both fucking great though man i yeah. i really hope like i know we got uh gotham knights and i know the suicide squad game is coming out right away but like i'm i really hope especially with the success of the spider-man games like i know the different developers and everything but like i really hope we get another just straight up batman arkham game at some point because well, so uh, it, boy they're good and is like the batman games is all rock Rocksteady has done right like they've only done like Arkham Asylum Arkham City Arkham Knights the uh, VR re-release of or I don't even know if it's a re-release but there's a VR one I don't have VR so I'm I, I don't know anything about that stuff um, uh, I'm looking right now yeah they did Urban Chaos Riot Response for the PS2 and Xbox which I've never sounds, heard of that uh, sounds awesome yeah like, it's a fucking great name <laughs> <laughs> and Urban what a time Chaos Riot Response what a time. So in 2006, you you were on the side of the police beating down the protesters. Fast yeah. forward to today, the 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 like sequel to that game is like uh uh anti-tifa, you know, uh yeah. anti-fascist response force or something like that where you play as the other side the rioters. It, it's it's urban chaos too. Let's riot and you're the riot. Yeah, yeah riot. exactly. <laughs> let's riot. Oh fuck. Uh so they did that and then yeah, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Arkham VR and then Oh, they're doing Suicide Squad, which is coming out pretty quick. Um, I hope it plays like these games. Yeah, I don't think it does. I don't. It's uh, it. Yeah, I don't believe it does. I don't. I don't. Honestly, like I again, I'm not. I'm not like I. 
Captain Boomerang, like fuck off with your crap, King Shark. I'm I'm sorry. I know some DC fans listen to this, and I know Marvel's got dumb villains too. But like Captain Boomerang, I'm sorry. I Killer Croc wasn't available. I don't fucking know. It was Kevin Conroy's uh, final Batman. Was yeah, yeah. So that's that's iconic. Just like that. But what's crazy is with AI now they could just have Kevin Conroy doing it for the next. 200 years i know and that we, we've been talking about that on on game patch and about what a controversial thing that is because on one hand you can keep these great actors and, and actresses and voices alive but on the other hand it's like that just it's it's less work that modern people are gonna get and it's time to move is it time to i i don't know like i don't know what the answer is there all i know is i hope we get another batman game I at some point he, there will be people who get bored there will be people who get bored of hearing kevin conroy is the batman and they'll move there, on like, there's I think other like you can do other versions thing. right i yeah. listen i uh fucking i would i would love to hear adam west yeah there like i know he's i know he's gone but like if we're if we're breaking out the if we're breaking out the fucking ai and reviving some voices i dude i genuinely would love a like batman like old school batman game with the adam west batman Running around fighting those villains? Oh Doing my it god! This, do the same combat, but instead of the cutscene of him like busting the guy's leg out of the hip socket, it yes. just goes boink. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Adam West will always be my favorite Batman. I uh, I think he is the greatest Adam that has ever. As a member of the Adam fraternity, I've always considered Adam West our goat. He is the man. So that's fair. Did you know for the yeah. Tyler fraternity, I'm the goat. There's not a lot of famous good Tyler's, so I take the cake. Yeah, I'm trying that, to. Think. That's as I good mean, as it get. Uh, yeah, like I, I, players, I know but... people are gonna write in about a couple of. Uh, I'm sure people could think of who's. Yeah, I don't know if I could think of him. You're definitely my number one, Tyler. Yeah, there we go. Then the people so. writing in don't know what I do for moonlighting. Like I, yeah, I legitimately could be their rural county uh, Batman or Spider Man. Yeah, I just I just googled greatest Tyler's. Who is the most famous Tyler in the world? There was a number Tyler. one Tyler the Creator, Tyler Perry, uh, uh, Tyler Hoshlin. Yeah, legitimately Tyler the Creator and Tyler Perry. Like one a hip hop god, the other one a comedian that I cannot compare to. So. Yeah, but you I, you're Edmonton's <laughs> Batman, so yeah. Well, fuck there them. you go. <laughs> yeah, and you. Anyways, we're all right, we're we're rambling now. Let's we'll yeah, call yeah. it an episode. This was fun. Uh, this is like my ninth podcast in like five days. I'm fucking done. But uh, buddy, as always, great chatting with you, and uh, thanks for thanks for talking some Arkham Asylum with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Everybody, uh, if they want to check out my stuff, go check out Studio Seven Six Two on YouTube. This kind of where where a lot of my stuff ends up or Fucking the stuff do it, my friend do works it. on that i'm in i don't know yeah 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 is there any of them every, tyler no but i'm everyone's sidekick martin yeah is his name. yeah we just agree we're both robins you're yeah. the greatest <laughs> you're the greatest robin of all time so uh good shit buddy take it easy man thanks for talking to me That is going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for taking time out of your Friday night. We were working on this fr- late Friday night to talk Batman Arkham Asylum. I appreciate you, buddy. And uh, to all of you listening to this, 
Thank you so much for taking a chance on our show. Whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 282nd, I appreciate you. Thank you. There's so many. Like, why'd you pick us? I don't know why, but please stay here. Just don't leave me. Don't fucking leave me. I appreciate it. Check out Tyler's YouTube shenanigans. It's actually not his. It's he, As he said, he works with more talented folk and he's in there. But you can find the links to that in the description of this podcast if you are interested. And uh, speaking of links in the description of this podcast, if you want more of these, baby, patreon.com slash remember the game. Our subscription started $3 a month and you're getting extra shows every single week. I drop a new show Monday through Friday, most weeks, ad-free, waiting for you over there with fucking hundreds. There's got to be like 500 some bonus podcasts waiting over there now it's fucking just complete insanity and to top it all off if you sign up for patreon now you're getting access to the fourth annual blankies our annual gaming award show that'll be going live tomorrow thursday january 18th i hope you enjoy it find out what one game of the year is your boat what won my personal game of the year and a whole but we reveal a dirty dark secret about Remember the Game Industries. I'm not going to say what it is. Ooh. And I have a big announcement for a project that I'm going to be turning live in February here on Remember the Game as well. All that revealed during the fourth annual Blankies, which are available at patreon.com slash rememberthegame tomorrow for just $3 a month. Um, I'm on Twitch, although I won't be this week because I'm away on holidays, but twitch.tv slash rememberthegame. Toss me a follow. It's free. You'll know when I'm online. You can come by and see my stupid face. I'm trying to get on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain, and then just whenever else I have time. And I don't really feel like plugging anything else. So I'm going to thank some patrons and get the fuck out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a member of the game 283, which is going to be an arcade game. And I wasn't going to tell you what it is. So I'm just going to tease it. It stars. Uh, that's Donkey Kong. I don't know how the fuck else. It is. We're talking Donkey Kong next week. I don't know the fuck. I, shut up. Enjoy the podcast. Or enjoy that. Leave me alone. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers so long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Jeffrey Mathis, The Keegs, James Clark, Dave McGee, Dan of Dissect, Dissect That Film, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Confused But Still Here, Lil Bunny, Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromble, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21 Johnny from Virginia, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Jeff Bergeron, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, or Randy Barrett, just a fish. Sorry, Randy. Just a fish. We demand more asbestos. I like that. Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack, T-Bagger, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, It's That Nerd, James, Madam Nudsich, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Juris, Dr. Mario, Tyler, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Eric James, Nick Amos, Mega Mav, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out, Damn Beaver Boy, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Leroy Westrich, Rush's Dog Walker, Stud Still Smash, Matt Babineau, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon, Row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, Archangel Otaku, Earl, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Kach, Jimothy, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Aldena, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dead Boys on the Roof, I Cancel My Netflix to Afford the Shout Out, Max Lagroom, 
James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Drugs of Bed, okay, Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Squeak Nuts, Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Wimp 15, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Hitchy Poo, Chevy Boy 9211, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Bit, Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, Maverick, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pup, Wheel of Fish, AB Killen, Works for Me, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Metsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto, Rated X, Oh Int. Dark Skywalter, Postman, Tazelhoff, Nick Creature, Youngster TK, Adam Martinet, The Big Deal, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, This Motherfucker, Alpha Kenny 1, Beers of War, Because 19, Digital Dave, Marcus Mendoza, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendom II, Roger Staubach's Pool Cleaner, Lucas Shaman, Frosty Bear, Max Sainton, Sour Goatface, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Chris Hellem and Buddy, Mellow Yellow 87, 87, B Money, Hired Goons, Who, It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, The Supreme, Chosarizo, E-Man, Trucker, Mark Sneed, Raging Irish, Atrio, Wormwood, Shoeboxers, Tornado, Adam Blank, Still Isn't Reviewed, Mario Galaxy, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, Guy Who Does Things, Sabin, Brian Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Luke Gluskappen, Bula, Swiss Wrist Watches, Oh, it's hard to say. Mad Zeus, buy me bone storm. Plow King, fill up my mouth with farts. Liquor like Luigi, Cody Thompson, put it in H. Chaz Hammond, Elephant Calf, Scissor Fist, Big Daddy Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny123, Austin from Past the Present Player Podcast, Lord State Puff, Johnny Zubu81, AJ McKirji, Lotus, Philip Ramsey, Nothing Can Possible I Go Wrong, Alex McIntyre, S. Bearded Bastard, Adam Blank, Still Hasn't Reviewed, Sly Cooper 2, Eric Hopewell, Darbles, Testicle, David Schroeder, Theodore, Chicken Gizzards, Diablo Spartan, Justin Blair, Wilco, VOS Rager, Captain Steve M, the cardigan wearing wrestler, Adam's former assistant, Jake Craven, and Shank the Rat Faced Bastard. Thank you all so much for the support. I appreciate you. Take it easy, everybody. Goodbye.